Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, we are. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. Oh, yes. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni. Good morning to all of you. If you're just getting off, good evening. Just getting off work. It's like, wow, it's actually not raining. That's crazy. Well, at least when I got out of the car 30 minutes ago, it wasn't raining. It wasn't super windy. So that was a nice little break in the action after yesterday. And My God, that's some of the stormiest weather I've ever seen in Northern California. I've lived here my whole life. So it's going back 29 years now. Thunder, lightning, hail, high winds, flooding, flood warnings, flash flood warnings. We had tornado warnings in some places. It was just nuts yesterday. So I hope all of you are still driving safe. It's still going to be a little wet and windy throughout the week. So please, again, for just getting off work, for getting on work, ready for work, ready for school, kids got you up early know the feeling just put on that tv put on some paw patrol get that oatmeal going you'll be okay disney plus is your friend but please just drive safe out there drive safe and if you're staying at home or if you just want to listen to the car and your radio's busted or something like that and we can know you can always get on the radio the old-fashioned way we love the old-fashioned way but if you're new and you're hip like i am you want to download that Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game. That way you can stay up to date with me, Morning Rose, Steiny Goo, Willard Dibbs, Damon Ratto, you know, Devone Styles at night, The Night Show, The Weekends, all those guys. And we're going to start here. And hello, YouTube, Twitch, how you doing? And you can get involved at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile Text Line. YouTube chat, hit me up. We're going to start here. Stephen Curry returns. We have Wiggins back. The boys are back in town with the Golden State Warriors, and they drop the ball. Against a Phoenix Suns team, and it's a Phoenix Suns skeleton team. That's what it is. It's not even Halloween anymore, although they are wearing orange. It wasn't a trick-or-treat last night at Chase Center. 
It was just a trick if you are a Golden State Warriors fan. You got tricked into that game. Oh, we got Steph Curry back, right? We got Wiggins back. Defense is good. Oh, we got Andre Iguodala subbing in early. Whoa, this is looking like the playoff run. We got Wiggins, Iguodala, Draymond, Clay, Steph. Wow. Looney, just like the old days. Huh? 125-113, and really it shouldn't have even been that close. At one point, the Suns had a 27-point lead late in the third quarter, and it was just like, what are we doing? Just the effort non-existent from the start for the Golden State Warriors. The effort wasn't there. The effort I, the only effort I saw early and throughout the whole game from quarters 1-4 to four was Klay Thompson. His shot wasn't there for the most part, but he was hitting, he was hitting some. He was driving. He kept trying to get involved. 29 points, he led the Warriors. Jordan Poole, too little too late, drops 27, 8 of 15. But again, passive, coming off the bench. His role is changing now with all the guys back, with Wiggins and Steph. He needs to sort that out. The Warriors need to sort this out because it's not good to end this homestand the way they did. 5-3 and three with three straight losses to just bad teams. We know the Pistons and Magic aren't going to be playoff contenders. They're actively trying to tank for Victor Wembanyama. They're not good. You lose, you lose those games. One at the buzzer to Sadiq Bay, and then you got handled for the most part against the Magic. Then yesterday, no Chris Paul, no Devin Booker, no Cam Johnson, no DeAndre Ayton, and you lose that? To a skeleton team? A skeleton crew, if you will? That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Now, you might say, Spadoni, let's relax. No! I'm not going to relax. Because the same problems you're having on the road, if you're the Golden State Warriors, you're starting to have them at home. And once that starts creeping in, the losses are going to start piling up exponentially. That wasn't good. And that was concerning. And I want to know your thoughts at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, at Spadoni underscore Joe, hit me up. We're at the halfway point with the Golden State Warriors. How are we feeling? Are we just, you know what? It's fine. I'm not worried about it. You sure? Are you sure you're not worried? Because this kind of play is not going to cut it once you get to the playoffs. Are we just going to expect them to flip the switch like they've done in the past? I'm not so sure. Because it's very hard once you get there to start flipping the switch on defense. And yes, I would expect them to. But again, as we've seen with this Warriors season, expect the unexpected. Because they can't win on the road. Now they're going to start a road trip. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We are at the halfway point. The Golden State Warriors are 20-21. and 21. They fall below 500. They were below 500 heading into this homestand, and you thought, oh, after starting off 5-0, and this is, this is great. I feel awesome. Now, you lose three straight. You're back to under 500. You're going to go on the road in the Alamo Dome. It's going to be a huge... Crazy environment against the Spurs. That's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be the most attended in NBA history, people are reporting. 
Then you got a quick back-to-back. I'm sure no clay will be on in that. The road, you'll probably be missing some guys. Quick trip back. That one's... You're going from 7.30, and they're going to 3.30 the next day in Chicago. It's a quick turnaround. Then you got a Monday, Washington, before getting a couple days off to go to Boston, which is not going to be easy. They're going to want revenge, obviously, before wrapping up, again, this back end of a back-to-back in Cleveland next Friday. Oh, by the way, you get the Brooklyn Nets, one of the best teams, albeit without Kevin Durant now, for the next couple weeks. You get him on the first game of your homestand, which is next Sunday. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Halfway point for the Golden State Warriors. We're at the halfway point. Let me know your thoughts. 888-957-9570. I see a couple of you on YouTube talking about how there's no audio. We'll get that fixed. Apologies for the technical difficulties, but you can always download the old-fashioned way. Hit that Odyssey app, download 95.7 The Game, favorite it, download it, whatever you need to do with the Odyssey app. From the Xfinity Mobile Tech Sign 510, players play and they get blown by and foul way too much. Lack of athleticism is glaring with the Warriors. Some of its effort, some of its coaching, not understanding why when starters come out, that Curry doesn't yank them and put Moody or PBJ, but Moody has forgotten. It may seem, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried too much about the Moody's and the PBJ, stuff like that. I'm worried about you have your core players back that helped you win a title last year, and you came out in that game with zero effort. Like, you didn't want to, like, you didn't even care. Like, you're just going to roll over this team. That's not how it is. It's not how it is. So... It was a disappointing loss, and it was a disappointing end to the homestand. And I want to hear from the Warriors fans where they're at the halfway point. Because I think it's unacceptable to be a championship-caliber team and to still be coming out like that. And now it's at home. It's been a problem on the road, now it's starting to creep in at home. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. Here's Stephen Curry, who returned yesterday. Steph... Trying to find a shot. It was a little tough for him. We expected that. You know? We expected it. But he ended up minus 19. Not great. But it's Steph Curry. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. 24. He has that tape on his arm. He's talking about that. Helps for support. But finished 8 of 22. He was searching. And the team is searching to struggle and find an identity. It's hard to not be real with ourselves about that part of it. And also we're a different team than we were last year. And there's expectations of how we started last year that we're trying to meet. And it's taken us a little while. So you know, early in the season, it was, oh, our starting lineup's great. And the bench was trying to find an identity. Then there were some injuries. And it was like, oh, we can't win on the road. And then we found a way to scratch and claw, you know, five straight wins out this homestand and slowly get some reinforcements back off the the uh the injury list and all, all the while you're we had moments where we've built an identity and then it kind of escapes us a little bit so coach obviously is going to take blame us who he is as his character but we also know that individually and collectively everybody can be a little bit better and that'll make us closer to the team that we need to be and we got 41 games to figure it out yeah, 41 more games. Once again, they are at the halfway point of the season. What grade would you give the Golden State Warriors right now? I think I'm looking at like a C. 
treading water after what started early in the season. It was just an F, an F minus. I always wondered why they didn't do F pluses. Would have been kind. Of, is that just adding insult to injury at that point? If you got like a D minus, it's like, you know, you you failed, but I like the way you failed. So here's an F plus. You did it in style, like the Warriors last night. That was a blowout all the way. And then they try to do their little comeback, and I may or may not have sprinkled a little bit on the Warriors at plus 700 in the fourth quarter to win the game. But (laughs) you come all the way back just to lose like that, and it's even more infuriating because they just brought you back in and it's like, maybe, maybe they... No. No, that loss was still disappointing. So you still failed, but at least you came back a little bit with style. So that's an F+. Six five zero. Expand your mobile text on. I sure hope the Niners win because that looks like the only sports championship we can win this year. I'm not ready to go there yet because I think the West overall is not very good in the NBA. I still think the Warriors should be the favorites to win the conference, but with the, how they've played lately, I can understand your your concerns. I can understand. It wasn't pretty. And guys like Jordan Poole, he needs to figure it out. Stephen Curry, he's going to figure it out. But it's up to the young guys, too. Getting involved. Shooting when they need to shoot. Not being passive. It was too little too late last night with Jordan Poole, Wiggins, some of these guys making plays. All I saw from start to finish was Clay Thompson. He was the guy giving the most effort throughout the night. And yes, Clay has been the guy with Steph out most of the time, so he's needed to do that. But it's no excuse against a bad team to come out the way they did. I see Andre Iguodala back, albeit getting ejected late in that game. We saw him early, which is a little bit of a surprise. I was like, why are we seeing Iguodala before Jordan Poole? And uh, it was interesting. Steve Kerr talked about Andre Iguodala in his presence after the game. Andre is so good defensively, so good moving the ball. I mean, he's just got an intelligence about him, and a, there's the game. There's a connection with with Andre with the guys when he's out there, and we needed that connection. And I thought he played really well when he was out there and helped spark that run. He did late, helped spark it. It was all on the defensive end. You saw Phoenix late in that game, you know, getting a little tight. They don't have anyone in prima experience like a Chris Paul, Devin Booker. They had, they were going to Damian Lee in crunch time. And Damian Lee, hey, credit to him. Game of his life. He returned. Bear, I'm bearing the lead here. 13 minutes into the pregame show with Joe Spadoni. Damian Lee revenge game. My God. Getting his ring. Forever a Golden State Warrior. You know, he's Stephen Curry's brother-in-law, Ian Eagle, who was on the call for TNT, let us know that yesterday. Well, Ian Eagle some elite calls if you're watching the TV broadcast, which I'm sure most of you were not because you were turned... Tuned into 95.7 The Game and the great Tim Roy. And shout out to great Tim Roy. California Sportscaster of the Year. Hell yeah. Tim's the best. If you've ever had a chance to work with him or get to know the guy, he is just one of the best human beings, best guys to work with. And I'll always remember working with him. I've worked a couple games here and there when I needed to fill in for Sterling, A. Scott, all the guys in the past. But I remember doing a, we used to have, was it Warriors this week? Things called Warriors Roundtable now, but we had one with Tim, and it was a free agency special. 
And this was back at the start of 2020 when, you know, remember the whole thing that started happening with COVID, everything just started moving so fast. First, it was, oh, my God, Tom Hanks, he's stuck in Australia. He's got COVID. Oh, my goodness. And then it was Rudy Gobert, and he was touching all the microphones. And then, oh, Rudy Gobert, he's got COVID. Uh-oh. And then it was just slowly, this whole thing started ramping up. Oh, league's shut down? Okay. Games are canceled? Like, that happened all in a span of hour on the Warriors this week, and I was working with Tim that day, and it was just something I'd never forget. It was wild, and me and Tim were just talking off air. He's like, yeah, well, probably won't be playing sports or uh, going out for quite some time, and then lockdown and all that sort of stuff. So, congratulations to Tim Roy, California Sportscaster of the Year. Love to see it. Love to see Stephen Curry back on the floor with the Golden State Warriors. And he talked about how the young guys played during his absence, and he was proud of them. It's not ideal, obviously, to finish these last three games, like you said, with, with losses, but really proud of the way the guys came together, the guys that were healthy and available, the way JP played, Clay, you know, shooting the ball and, and really impacting the game, Draymond putting on defensive clinics every single night, you know, Dante stepping up and playing huge minutes, uh, A. Lamb and Ty, and obviously Loon, what he does every night. So those guys held the fort down for sure. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do for some of the guys that haven't played big minutes like that consistently to keep bringing it every single night. and found ways to win, especially even down the stretch. So was what, four of those five games. So it was, it was awesome to watch. And now we got to you know take the, the positives that were in there and, and do something about it on this road trip to give ourselves some, some real life. Man, that's the challenge. It's going to be a challenge. It's been a challenge on the road for the Golden State Warriors this year. That's There's no doubt about it. Three wins on the road, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And you start in San Antonio this Friday. Again, that's going to be played at the Alamo Dome. And they're trying to make that the most attended in NBA history. I'm pretty sure it'll break it. And Steph Curry being there will only fuel that. Again, then you got Chicago, Washington, Boston, Cleveland. So, halfway point, Warrior fans, let me know your thoughts at 888-957-9570. Grades, pass-fail, what say you? So, We'll continue to talk about the Golden State Warriors and that disappointing final end to the homestand. And we're going to continue to talk about the 49ers who take on the Seattle Seahawks this Saturday at Levi Stadium. We're going to have all that coverage for you on that day leading up to the game, after the game, all that. Larry Lowe, you know, pregame show there. You got Alan Stiles, Kyle Madsen on overtime. They're going to be breaking it all down. And we heard a lot. We're going to hear from Peter King, who was on Damon and Rattle yesterday. Ross Tucker, he was on with Steiny and Goo, as he is every week. He's an Odyssey NFL insider. And I was just trying to think, and I was talking to Kyle Madsen, who I just mentioned, producer extraordinaire for Willard and Dibbs, occasional host, and always witty on the Twitter. And I was like, how, like, how are the Seahawks going to win this game? I'm just trying to like, go through it in my head. I was like, okay, they're a divisional opponent, so maybe they adjust... They're the second team, or they're the first team, that is, seeing Brock Purdy for the second time. So they know him, know a little bit at least. Pete Carroll, smart guy. He's won a Super Bowl. Been very close to winning another one. If They just handed a ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Geno Smith's been playing well. They have guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, Kenneth Walker, and on the defensive side, lots of stud rookies, Diggs, Bryant. 
Woolen. So I was like, okay, maybe they get some turnovers and Geno Smith has the game of his life. Is that it? I mean, maybe sound I'm making it sound simple, and it's anything but the way the 49ers have been smothering their division. 6-0, by the way, in the division. Not one single loss. And we'll talk about how bad that NFC West is. But I'm just trying to think, and let me know at 888-957-9570 on the YouTube chat as well, 888-957-9570. I think the mute problem should be fixed on YouTube, by the way. Let me know if it's not. I'll try to get it fixed. But I'm wondering how the Seattle Seahawks can win this game, barring a complete and total collapse. I know there will be some elements involved that it is expected to rain during the game. Maybe it will be wet and windy. S happens. It's a low-scoring divisional-type game. Geno Smith makes a throw, Brock Purdy doesn't, he picks it up, and that happens. Okay. But I I just can't see it other than some bad turnovers from the San Francisco 49ers. So protect the Rock, run it with McCaffrey, feed the horses, feed Debo, feed Ayuk, feed Kittle, and good things are going to happen. Peter King, who joins Damon Ratto weekly on 95.7 The Game, he's our 95.7 The Game NFL insider. Here's he. Here's Peter talking about how Seattle can win the game. They want to keep the ball away from the 49ers. They need to have a 35-25 time of possession lead. The way to do that is to hit a few plays so they're not always seeing eight people near the line of scrimmage. If I were Shane Waldron this week, I would be thinking this has got to be a game where our wide receivers uh, really help us. In this game, we need to make some plays downfield. We need to get four to six big chunks in the course of this game. Yes. Whether that's Walker, Smith, they need some chunk plays. I expect them to load the box like they did up in Seattle when they clinched the division and say, hey, Geno Smith beat us, and he couldn't. They struggled to score, and it was night-night pretty early in that game. Thank you, YouTube. It looks like our audio issue is fixed, so you can always hop on there if you would like to watch and listen to this beautiful mug right here in my Adidas tracksuit. Shout out Adidas. Shout out 957thegameshop.com also if you want to get all your fashion leading up to the Warriors. Check that leading up to the 49ers and Warriors type gear. We have a lot of blue and yellow, which is our station colors, but we have a lot of Niners stuff too, so go get your Niners gear at 957thegameshop.com. You're going to look fresh for that playoff game. It's going to be wet, though. So bring a jacket so you're not going to get the shirt ruined. Bring a poncho. I could never wear a poncho, by the way. I see the people wearing them. I'm just like, ugh. It's just such a bad look that I couldn't do it. You know? It's like wearing those like those generic yellow rain jackets. Like You just look like a square. And maybe that's just me being shallow. It's like, yeah, Joe, I don't really care about looking cool. I just want to stay dry and not get catch a pneumonia. Why not just look cool and not catch a, uh, a pneumonia? Am I right? No? Is that a hot take? Ponchos are out. Rain ponchos, anyways. <laughs> and I was seeing some people. It's like, you know what? If it's raining, that's just another sign that the Seahawks... You know what? That's just a sign. It's raining in Seattle all the time. Now we're getting a bunch of rain like it is in Seattle. Ugh, they're built for that. They're built. Relax. 
relax. The Niners have played in plenty of bad weather games over the years. They played in a couple this year. Hell, they lost it in the first week of the year. It was a monsoon in Chicago. They handled their business the next week. And listen, barring a storm like I saw yesterday about 1 o'clock in Oakland and throughout the Bay Area where there's hail and all this sort of stuff going on, barring that, I wouldn't worry about the elements too much. I wouldn't worry about it. And Peter King actually talked about it yesterday with Damon Ratto. You would think Seattle because you would think that Seattle is used to playing in that. But Seattle really, first of all, they've got a guy in Geno Smith who, I mean, I don't know what his history is in a game like this, but they certainly haven't had horrible weather this year to play in. And so many guys there are new, including the quarterback. On the other hand, you'd probably say the same thing about Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy, I am sure, even though he's from Phoenix, has played in the Midwest in November a lot. It certainly will have an impact on how the game is played, no question about it. But I don't think it's going to have an impact on it giving one team an advantage over the other. That's where I'm at. Like, it's not, no one's going to be like, oh, they're built for this. No, it'll be an equal playing ground for both teams if the elements do become a problem. And right now the forecast is there's supposed to be a high, I think it was at 1 o'clock, and then for the next couple hours it looks like it's supposed to be rain. So we shall see. We shall see. And again, we'll have all that coverage for you leading up to the game. Excuse me. So Larry Kruger, Low Neal, they got the pregame on lock. Hilton Santa Clara, be there, be square. And then after the game, Alan Stiles, Kyle Matson, overtime. We'll have the double OT. We might even have a triple OT if it's a Niners win. Hell, or if it's a Niners loss. Listen, I got no dog in this fight. I would like a good game to react to. I know most Niners fans would be like, <laughs> now, let's blow these guys out. I want to go to sleep and take a nap and watch, be able to just take a little quick Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. News and watch Jags Chargers later that night. I want an Ottoman game, as Willard calls them, putting your feet up, relaxing. And listen, that's what I think is going to happen, but... If the, if the Golden State Warriors have taught me anything about sports, expect the unexpected, like what, what happened last night with the Phoenix Suns. We're going to take a quick break here. Come on back. Go Our final contenders and pretenders coming up next. If you're unfamiliar with that little game, we play. It's not really a game, but it's a segment. We go through all the division winners and leaders, division winners now, that the regular season over. We discuss whether they are Super Bowl contenders or pretenders, and you might be thinking, Joe, they're all in the playoffs. They're all legitimate Super Bowl contenders. No, no, they're not. They're not. A lot of fakers out there. A lot of wanksters, if you will, in the NFL. And we're going to be discussing all the teams, not just the division winners, all the teams in the playoffs for both conferences next. And we're going to be breaking down which ones are actually going to win the Super Bowl or have a chance to anyways. So that's coming up next. Again, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you would like to get involved in the Xfinity Bubble text line, call or text, same number. And hello to YouTube, Twitch, YouTube. You guys are on fire. Thank you guys so much for that. Donut Man 415 he's just getting done making some donuts. Bring him over here, Donut Man. I need some on the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back, pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Warriors, they fall to the Phoenix Suns at Shea Center. The Paulless, Bookerless, Aitonless, Johnsonless. Phoenix Suns, that last one made me giggle, sorry. 125-113, to 113. they were down 27 at one point. The final score made it look a lot closer than it actually was. In fairness, it did get a little close there towards the end. They cut it to six. But again, bad fouls, bad defense. It's going to get you beat more often than not. And it got you beat to a team without any of their superstar players. Shout out Damian Lee, who returned last night, got his ring, ring night. He had... One of the greatest performances in his career, and I'm sure that was sweet to do it with his wife in town. You saw Sonya on the broadcast with their baby. You saw Aisha. It was a family affair there yesterday. So shout out D. Lee for getting it done for the Suns. But again, that's on the Warriors. There is no excuse for losing that game. You're the better team. You showed it late in the fourth quarter when you actually started to care. That's a game you should win, and you got to win. Because once you start blowing leads like that, and blowing games like you did there, it wasn't even a blown game. Hell, Suns were the better team that night. They were just better. You know why? Because they cared. Sometimes it's all it takes. Sometimes that's it. That's the difference. Caring early. And they cared early, and they felt the belief that they were going to win, and they did it. 
It's up to the Warriors to take away that hope from bad teams, whether that's early or late. you got to take away that hope. They couldn't do that last night. They started to creep late, and the Suns, without their superstars, started to show. You know, they were pressing. They didn't know what to do. They were unsure. They were just trying to draw out the clock, but they couldn't even advance it. There was the full-court pressure from Wiggins. Poole was getting some steals, what have you. But again, got to want to play to win, man. You just got to want to have that effort early. And far too often, it seems like the Warriors just don't have it. We'll get back into them a little later. Joe Shasky will join me at the, you know, 5.55. So this is about a 21 and a half minute tease. But Shasky, Shasky will join me. And Bonte Hill, I believe he's back today. So Bonte and Shasky, they'll be fired up reacting to this game as well. Teased it earlier. For those that don't know, Contenders and Pretenders, it's every Wednesday at around this time where we look at the division winners and leaders of the year and discuss whether they are true Super Bowl contenders or not. Do I have the... Oh, there it is. The NFL primetime bed for the last time this season, heading in to the playoffs. We're just going to look at the conference. Each conference, go through all the playoff teams and discuss whether you think they can and will win the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs will start in the AFC. KC Chiefs, they're the team to beat. They are the team... That is always in the AFC Championship, at least. Patrick Mahomes doesn't know anything else besides being in the AFC Championship or a Super Bowl. So until further notice, that is where I am scheduling them. And they are the team to beat in the NFL. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills. They are 13-3. and They are legit Super Bowl contenders. But they got to show me. Child Missouri. Show me state. Can Josh Allen exercise those demons of last year in Arrowhead Stadium? Where if they meet, they won't be an Arrowhead. I'll say that. And it won't be in Indianapolis. We know that either. That was a location we thought maybe that could be in. Will it be in Vegas? Will it be in an outdoor stadium in New York City, MetLife Stadium? Hell, will it be at SoFi in Los Angeles? We'll see. We'll see. With the Buffalo Bills, they are true Super Bowl contenders. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals at 12-4. and Joe Burrow, he is just amazing. I saw a play last week where he was scrambling inside, outside of the pocket, where he should have been sacked at least three different times. His pocket presence, his awareness, his athleticism. It's, hey, he's Joe Cool for a reason. And that Bengals team knows how to win in the playoffs. They did it last year. Joe Burrow knows how to win big games. He's been doing it ever since his days at LSU. And that is a team that I would be scared to play if I am the Kansas City Chiefs, who have lost three straight to them, by the way. So they are my final Super Bowl contender in the conference. Jags, Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. Nice year, but he ain't winning the Super Bowl this year. The only team out of that four that is grouped together as pretenders, which is what they are, is the Chargers because of the talent alone. But again, that means me trusting the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly San Diego Chokers, and I just can't do it. I'm sorry. They're just... Something about them. Brandon Staley. Justin Herbert. I don't know what it is. I just will never be able to trust that franchise. And maybe it's ownership. Kind of like how I'm feeling with Mark Davis with the Raiders. Maybe it's an ownership thing. And that team is just cursed until they get a new owner. But again. 
Jaguars, Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. Nice seasons. You're pretenders. Moving on over to the NFC, where the Philadelphia Eagles have the one seed. They got the week off. Struggled a little bit in the red zone last week against their division rival, New York Giants, who were playing Davis Webb and not even playing their guy, Danny Jones. So it was just, eh. If we play well, we play well, but we're not getting anyone hurt kind of game. And the Eagles, they still had something to play for, and they won the game. Albeit Hurts looking a little rusty, so maybe it was good to get some, shake off some of that rust if you're him. We'll see. I only have two teams here in the NFC that I like to win the Super Bowl, and one of them is the Eagles. They are true Super Bowl contenders. But Jalen Hurts, he's got to show it, show it to me with that arm and those legs in these playoffs. Moving on to the San Francisco 49ers, the number two seed. Absolutely. They are Super Bowl contenders with Brock Purdy and Co. Which is crazy to just say out loud. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Still. It's still just crazy to think, crazy to say. They are Super Bowl contenders with that defense, with those weapons. CMC leading the way. You got Elijah Mitchell back. You got George Kittle, Debo Samuel back. Brandon Ayuk. Got Juwan Jennings making catches. This team is stacked. And Kyle Shanahan, and listen, I'm bearing the lead with that. It's health-based for the 49ers. What's the one thing that we've harped on over the years with the Niners? Ah, if they could just stay healthy. Well, you're healthy. I don't want to hear that excuse. I don't want to hear that excuse. So, Eagles, Niners, and then you got the Vikings. No, sorry. Can't see it. Kirk Cousins, he's not winning a Super Bowl. Not seeing it. Sorry, Steiny. I know that's your guy. Kevin O'Connell, you think you think he's the coach of the year? Sure. Why not? Although it's Dougie P, and we discussed that yesterday as the coach of the year. Vikings, nice year. Fun season. Greatest comeback in NFL history this year. Hell of a win against the Buffalo Bills. You have some resume wins, but you also have some resume losses. I don't trust them. They are pretenders. And then to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The first losing season in Tom Brady's career... At 8-9, and nine. but hell, doesn't matter. You're hosting the playoff game, and you're hosting the Dallas Cowboys, who are also known to choke in the playoffs these last two decades. I will not put anything past Tom Brady. I just think, when you look at the AFC teams, I don't think that Tom Brady offense can hang. Can they make it to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Can they win it? I'm not so sure about that. So I am putting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the pretenders column. And that hurts me to say. And, hey, if I'm back here next month and saying Tom Brady wins his eighth Super Bowl, it could be. He's just that good. That defense can play well at times. And that offense has weapons. But I don't think they can keep up with the likes of the 49ers or Eagles. The team I just mentioned as the Chokers, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't see it. New York Giants, I'm not seeing it. Seattle Seahawks, I don't see it. Sorry. Good years for the Giants and Seahawks who overcame the odds. Dable, Carroll, they'll be up for Coach of the Year. Geno Smith, Comeback Player of the Year. It'll probably be Christian McCaffrey, but Geno's had a hell of a season. Cowboys, I think they're going to fire Mike McCarthy after they lose on Monday night to Tampa. I think McCarthy's gone. I think they're going to look at Sean Payton. And I would not be surprised if Sean Payton, where he started it all on the offensive end under Bill Parcells, I would not be shocked if he was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So that'll do it for the final edition of Contenders or Pretenders. We have in the AFC, the Big Dogs, the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, NFC, 
Eagles, 49ers. So that's it. Those are five teams. I would be shocked if any of those teams did not win the Super Bowl. If you were to tell me the teams that did win it that are not out of those fives, I'd have to be Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That's the only way. The GOAT. I'm not seeing the Chargers doing it. I'm not seeing the Cowboys doing it. I'm not seeing the Dolphins. Vikings, no way. I don't see any of those teams winning it. So let me know what you think at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Do you have a team I didn't mention that you feel can win it all? I would like to know. I'd like to hear the case. YouTube chat, let me know. 888-957-9570. we got one more segment coming up here for you before tossing over to Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky, the morning roast. We're going to continue to discuss the Warriors, that loss to the Phoenix Suns as they fall to 125-113 against the Suns, 20-21 on the season. Is the halfway point in the NBA season for the Golden State Warriors? What grade would you give them? Let me know at 888-957-9570. Come on back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pre-game show on 95.7 The Game. Game show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. One more segment here for you. Got Ernie Chavez, YouTube chat. Appreciate that, Ernie. Go get yourself some coffee on me. Great work, Spadonuts. Thank you. Oh, you love some Rob Thomas, don't you? This dude? song does smash. This is uh, Santana. Is, am I up? I can't even tell. You're up. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Mm. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Verizon. You sound great. Yeah, oh, dude. I we had, we had a teacher, shout out Mr. Shipper, if you're listening. He looked like the Verizon guy. We would always say, can, can you hear me now to him throughout. High school, you were just so mean to teachers all the time, too. Like, I was, anyways. I went to an all-guys school, too, so it's oh, way different. I did, too. Oh, so, yeah. So, you you know that. It's just the amount of testosterone for a 16- and 17-year-old class. I just felt... I feel bad looking back now how mean I was to teachers. Well, I went to Reardon <laughs> during the era where it was, you know... it was. It had a prison-like vibe okay. to it at times. And I remember one time I was in video production, and the two names will remain unnamed. Two dudes wanted to go at it, and the teacher rolled the, the chair over, stuck his leg up on the chair, was like, you guys want to fight? Go at it. And like the two dudes got up, and they Screw were going to fight. Oh, it was great. Dude, that's good old. They can't do that anymore. No, can't oh, do that. You're getting no. fired if he does. Yeah, yeah, let him fight it out. Yeah. Yeah. I had a teacher. Uh, well, not in private schools, I guess. Yeah. I had another teacher whose name will remain unnamed and he used to be a vendor out at candlestick and also at at&t park and so when we were out at candlestick this is i mean we're talking late 90s yeah really, okay it, it was it was a rogue experience out there well <laughs> this is when they had beer vendors oh yeah and he would plug it with the beer oh my god <laughs> uh shasky we're laughing now, but that was a laughable performance from the Golden State Warriors last night. Laugh now, cry later? Yes, that's exactly what that was. They try to make it a game late, and I hate that, by the way. I was talking to Sam Ludman, producer extraordinaire. Oh, cramming for the test? Just, just no. You know what I hate? I hate when you, you're, yeah, cramming for the test, whatever you want to call it. You just make it a game towards the end. No. You wasted my time throughout the night. I'm not going to watch you for the next five minutes. I want to go to sleep, and they wouldn't let me go to sleep, Shasky. I had a tweet where I was jokingly like, the Warriors go to sleep early, so so am I. In reality, I had to stay up and watch that game, and I didn't go to sleep till like 10.30. But I hate when my team is out the entire game and then tries to make it a game late. 
And then they still just lose. Yeah. I was like, thanks for wasting my time. And I guess, like, it was like good to see Jordan Poole score at the end there. And I was like, why, just early in the game, why aren't we seeing the effort? Like, why was Defensively? it that? Well, just throughout the... I felt like the only guy giving effort for four straight quarters mm-hmm. was Clay Thompson. Yes. Like, I was watching that the whole game. I was like, Clay is giving effort out He's there. He's clearly he, motivated by playing Phoenix. Yes. That is... Specifically, uh, Mikael Bridges, yes. who he hates, by the way, which is kind of weird, but... Hey, Mikael Bridges is a great player. He is. He, he had that block on him late where Clay thought he had that layup, and he just smoked the it. The Euro-step yes. layup that he yeah. had. I mean, yeah. he, he's, a, he's a stud. There's no question about it. You know, we're paid to know things and have all these opinions and at least tell you what we're feeling, right? And people like lose their mind. Bad take. Okay, it's how I'm feeling. You're entitled to how you're feeling. I don't know what to make of this Warrior team. And that's kind of where I'm at this morning. I'm Halfway not sure. point. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're. I, I think that they are a better team come playoff time because of the way the playoffs are structured and set up. You only need like a seven or eight man rotation. Um, there's no back to backs. For the regular season, I don't know what to make of them. Like, this is a team that can beat anybody and lose to anybody. Yes, that's a perfect way to encapsulate it. That's the way that... And it's frustrating, too, because if you're a Warriors fan, you know how great they can be on defense. They have all the guys back. So it's just a matter of effort at that point. And when you see on the homestand, you've gotten mostly good effort because all the wins stacking up. And it's on the road where it's a problem. And you're going to start a road trip now. You're going to San Antonio. What's going to be the what most... Biggest attendance ever for an NBA yeah. game, they're saying, at the Alamo Dome. So that place is going to be rocking. You got the Bulls. You got the, the Cavs on the schedule. You got the Celtics on the schedule. So it's not going to be easy. And it's frustrating, I think, if you're a fan. You're starting to see those road wo- woes, as of late, creep in at home. Yeah, again, yeah, their road record, it's almost unexplainable. It's Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde is what it is. Yes, but then, but also, like... They'll win a game uh, that they they look unbelievable. Boston Celtics, for example, yeah, that Memphis one. Grizzlies, another one. It's like, like what do you like? And then it's just like, you know what? This team's going to be fine. But yeah. then they just, but then they lose to Sadiq Bay at the buzzer. Exactly. You let Paolo Bancaro destroy you in the the Orlando Magic, and then you lose to a skeleton crew Phoenix Suns team. It's like, what the hell? Well, but that's kind of where I'm going. So yeah. like, there's like the playoff version of the Warriors where I'm like, oh, they're fine, right? Like that's one element of it. And then I'm thinking about like the regular season version, and I'm like. I, I don't know if they're fine. Like, wh- wh- what happens if they're like the eight seed, right? And then they got to go into this little play-in yeah. tournament. I mean, at this point, I'm looking like I'm gonna be lucky if they mean the eight the seed. Play-in tournament's concerning because it's potentially two, just two games, and you're out. Well, and it's not just that, Joey. I worry. So, like, let's the way I look at it is. Your lackluster performance during the regular season can have dramatic effect on the postseason because you exert so much energy just to get into the playoffs that yes. you end up wasting what little gas you have and the tank is slightly empty come playoff time. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. Do you get where I'm going with that? No, I totally do. And and I'm thinking about just the young guys on the team too. Like it's easy enough for, you know, Clay, Steph, Draymond for those guys to flip the switch yes. come playoff time. And even though some of the young guys were there last year and they won the title, they didn't really face, other than that, that Celtic series, to me anyways, they didn't really face true adversity, right? They weren't down, you know, 3-1, and it was like, oh, they're staring death in the face. Now, granted, they had Steph Curry against Boston. They were down 2-1 to Boston. Boston. I will say that. They were yeah. down 2-1 to Boston, and then Steph came back. And then once that they won that game, if, to yes. me anyways, it felt like they were just going to win the whole series at that point. Yes. They were going to win the whole damn thing. But they're not going to gonna have to rely more on Jordan Poole. This year, and and for whatever reason, and I'm not here to crush Jordan Poole and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but he is going to be a huge factor come playoff time, and him having to adjust this much, and I don't know what it is with the substitutions early, playing Iguodala instead of him, like 
Jordan Poole is the guy that kept you afloat, and I want to see more from him. I'm with you. And I'm just I'm afraid of the young guy's confidence heading towards the playoffs. Is that fair? I mean, maybe no, no, I'm just going crazy, feeling I think a lot of, of people are waking up and are watching the game, and they're going to point straight to Jordan Poole. Can we acknowledge it's hard to come off the bench and and get get a good feel of, of the game and what you need to do and like I don't know I just I think it's really hard I think it's really a difficult role I know everybody point Lou Williams Jamal Crawford yeah it's hard <laughs> like yes. I just I think coming off the bench is hard that being said I do get frustrated watching Jordan Poole but I think it's too easy to just crush him they've got deeper issues they don't really have any like backup big right now. They don't have Kaminga's athleticism. They don't really have a lot of uh, slashers. Boy, it was good to see Wiggins really competing yes. hard in that fourth quarter and seeing him locked down defensively. They missed that element. No, that that was huge. And then uh, Curry talked about the postgame. Like, just seeing that, it, it, it sprung that almost late rally to win. I sprinkled a plus 700 Warriors money line like early in the fourth quarter. I was like, you know what? They kind of made a little run there, and then I was like, it would be so Phoenix for them to blow this. But then it's so Warriors for them not to even come all the way back and win it. So it is what it is. Uh, I'd be remiss to say this entire show, I've gone without saying this. Wow, terrible host alert. Uh, Carlos Correa to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Only 55 minutes into the program, but uh, that was the biggest story of the offseason, obviously. And hey, pending a physical, so we'll wait again. Maybe, just maybe, we have a running joke in the office right now. Maybe, just maybe, if he keeps failing all these physicals, he'll become an Oakland A. We'll see. Uh, but Carlos Correa, going back to the Twins, it looks like, Shasky, your thoughts. My thoughts are I'm listening to people do backflips and mental gymnastics to justify why the Giants have no one that I care about on their roster, period. Like, I don't care what ended up happening with the physical and the this and the that. Look at it this way. You got Mitch Hanniger, Ross Stripling, uh, Michael Conforto. Uh, joining Willard and Dibs at 1130. Like, wake me up. Like, are you kidding me? You know what's the most remarkable achievement of the offseason? The Giants have put together a roster worth a couple hundred million dollars that no one cares about. It's pretty remarkable. Like, like uh, who was it that sent that? It was it was a Bonte. I'm going through the text chain right now. And, yeah, here it is. With the Luke Jackson signing, this is from Jeff Young on Twitter. With the Luke Jackson signing, the Giants have a projected payroll of $206.2 million against the cap for 2023. This should surpass the previous franchise high of 203.2 million set in 2017. It is remarkable how you could have one of the highest pay No, it is the highest payroll in franchise history and I don't care about one single player. All due respect to Logan Webb. I love you, you're a Raider fan. I love you, Logan. Jesus, come on guys. Like this was the off season. You whiffed on Dansby, Bogarts, Judge, every single name. Like, there, you had to have get one of them. Here's the irony. Like, I don't even care if you guys were in on, like, I mentioned Swanson. Like, they probably weren't even in on him. You should have been in on every single one of them. A hundred percent. Come on. A hundred percent. I look at it this way, Joey, and and it's just, it's... They literally, the twins, swooped in with a deal that we all said, like, all, like, everyone's, oh, the ankle. Okay, you don't want to give them 13, fine. And I, we could... I'm here to listen to the 13-year argument is bad for baseball. We all know that. But it's also the cost of doing business for a lot of these guys if you want to land them in free agency. Like, it's a double-edged sword. Why didn't you come swooping in with a deal like the Twins? Six years for 200? Perfect. With, oh, you play 500 at-bats, something like 500 at-bats in the sixth year, we automatically vest the seventh year. You do that in the seventh year, we automatically vest the eighth year. Like, that's smart business from the Minnesota Twins. No. They, they no. overpaid on a short-term deal. Like, I think it's a brilliant move by them. It is. I, th- I don't think the Giants were going to swoop back in there after initially what happened. They were so ready to do that press conference, and at the last second, they're like, nope. 
And I think that burned a bridge at Carlos Correa. It, it, and that probably that's probably what it is. Like that's just 100%. what it is. But if you're the Giants and you didn't feel safe with that, again, like it's just the overall theme of this offseason, which was so, we are we're propping it up as like this is make or break for the Giants, right? Like this is Farhan, you got we have all this well, money. You kept insinuating, you had ownership insinuate that you were gonna do something, and now you whiff, and now you got Michael Conforto, Mitch Hanniger, and a, a partridge in a pear tree. Shout out Christmas. There's a two-week-old uh, I mean, just listen to the, the your highest-paid players, Jock Peterson. And l- I'm going to go in a row. And this is a sad... He's an all-star, though, Joe. He was an all-star. Let me read how sad this is. Jock, Conforto, Crawford, Alex Wood, Di Sclafani, Sean Manaya making $12.5 million, Ross Stripling, Alex Cobb. These are your highest-paid players, all making over $10 million. Mitch Hanniger. I mean, it's just... <sighs> no. It's depressing. Like, it's, like, And you juxtapose that with Mookie Betts. Tatis, Machado, Freddie Freeman. Bogus. Hell, my guy Christian Walker in Arizona is more swag than anyone on this team. I, I just, I throw my hands up. And and you know what the, the crazy thing is, is that this might be the most boring roster they've ever assembled. And that's saying something. At least with like like a bad team, you'll see some of like their like just farm then. You'll just see all like the young guys come up. It's like, hey, you know what? We're going to lose today, but at least I get to see the development let, let, of a Shea Langoliers. Oh, while you're at that, let me give you the ages. 31, 30, 36, oh. 32, 33, 31, 33, 35, 32, 32, 31, 32, 31, 33. Your youngest player, and who's also very cheap, who's in arbitration, is Logan Webb, 26 years old. I mean, that is your team right there that I just named. That's embarrassing. That's just embarrassing. How do you have a $200 million payroll with a bunch of 33-year-olds? And you know who's right down the street? Who stink. You know who's right down the street? The greatest show in basketball. Oh, well. We didn't show it on ba- on yesterday, but Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. The black sleeves a good look with the black jerseys. Yeah, I'm always a fan of black jerseys. It's probably because I'm a Raiders fan, but... It, the yellow, I don't know. The rose, maybe I'm weird. Too many jerseys. That's my take. With well, I agree NBA. With that. Too many jerseys. I agree with that. I like their traditional ones. That's Joe Shasky. He's going to be joining Bonte Hill. Uh, Joe, who do you guys got today? Any guests? Uh, you know, I don't even know. I just just tap. It. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Bonte's back. That's the guest. Yeah. He'll, he'll, you guys will be fired up on that. He'll yell at me. He'll yell at you. That'll be oh, fun radio. Slater at eight. Oh, Slate. There you if, go. If Bonte wants him, David Sampson at eight. Oh, that'll be fun. Can't wait for that. Morning roast next. This was the pregame show. Joe Spinoni, ninety-five-seven. The game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. 
And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.